I'm Matt Bellany, founding partner of Puck News, and I'm covering the inside conversation about money and power in Hollywood. With my new show, The Town, I'm going to take you inside Hollywood with exclusive insight on what people in show business are actually talking about. Multiple times a week, I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know, journalists, insiders, all of whom can break down the hottest topics in entertainment to tell you what's really going on. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. We didn't have a ton of candy at the movies when I was growing up. Obviously, we had popcorn, then we had some of the basics, but I remember instantly gravitating toward the Twizzlers. And then ever since then, you know, you grow up, then you have kids. Guess what kids love? Twizzlers. No matter what the situation, Twizzlers is the perfect candy to relieve your boredom. While other candy can be too sweet and overpowering, Twizzlers is the perfect level of sweetness and comes in the perfect chewy twist that everyone knows and loves. So get your hands on some Twizzlers today. The Rewatchables is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can hear the fantasy football show with Craig Horlbeck. Yeah. You can hear The Watch with Chris Ryan. Hell yeah. Still cranking. Little big picture for you too. Little Ringer's Philly special. When when I go on, it's called The Little Big Picture. Yeah. The Little Big Picture? (laughs) The Tiny Big Picture? Uh, My name is Bill Simmons. I host the Bill Simmons Podcast. Coming up, Mission Impossible 6, Fallout, a movie that came out while we were doing The Ringer. Yeah. I think we had a Mission Impossible week, didn't we? I think so, yeah. We also, if it wasn't on the site, it was in our lives. We waited a couple years. It's time. Mission Impossible 6 is next. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. What the hell is he doing? I find it best not to milk. ask us why we don't do newer movies. Most notably of all the people ask us, our producer Craig Horlbeck who's joining <laughs> us as a host today. I think sometimes with these movies, they need a little time. Yeah. It's like when you buy a new bottle of wine that's a nice bottle, they tell you, like, you gotta wait. Like, yeah, wait you like want to see how it years. sits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And this is a movie that we all loved when it came out, but I also kind of wanted to see how it sat in the cable streaming universe. What it was like, how it was going to feel to just kind of slide into different parts of it. This movie has aged beautifully. It really has. The stunts are unbelievable. I'll start here, Chris Ryan. Has Mission Impossible at some point since we graduated college replaced the James Bond series? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a much more enjoyable movie-going experience, the James Bond movie. I mean, Skyfall's incredible, but for the most part, the Daniel Craig James Bond movies are kind of dark, especially towards the end, they get become a little bit of a chore. This is like 
a thrill ride. And it's a thrill ride that actually keeps you engaged, not just like a Fast and Furious movie, not to besmirch Fast and Furious. Well, they split, right, into two different things. James Bond is about James Bond and, like, the character itself. Mission Impossible is not about Ethan. There's nothing to Ethan Hunt anymore. I mean, he's just like an action. Like, the movies now, I feel like, are about the stunts. When you see Mission yeah. Impossible trailer come out, you're like, all right, what's the next stunt going to be? I think that the filmmakers would like it, like, to think that it's very much about Ethan Hunt. And that, he, and that he is very much like this fascinating protagonist. But yeah, it's about it's about will Tom Cruise live when he jumps off the Tate. Yes. Yeah, if you said name, give five traits of Ethan Hunt, I'd be like, ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> likes to ride motorcycles. Really good at fantasy football? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are his hobbies? Where does he live? He's just kind of an alien. Yeah. But I think with, with the James Bond thing, when I was growing up, James Bond was always like, it just felt like the biggest movie. Like the shit that, like they fucking did Moonraker. It was in outer space. Yeah. And they would just take big swings. And I do feel like Mission Impossible has kind of replaced that. Fast and Furious a little bit too, as Fast and Furious got a little more crazy. But a lot of people are on the Bond corner. Like, so you're way younger than us, Craig. Yeah. What does the Bond series mean to you compared to Mission Impossible? I just see them as two different, they're in two different categories to me. Mission Impossible is with Fast and Furious I guess you could say the Bourne movies. Yeah. James Bond, t like, honestly, now is, like, more of, like, an auteur action series to yeah. me. It, I, I, don't, I don't see it in the same category. Yeah, it's like Sam Mendes or Carrie Fukunaga yeah. making, like, a really, like, deep prestige espionage thriller. Yeah, almost. and I feel like since, like, since like 2010-ish, I feel like we've entered a new era of, into a new era of action movies where it's, like, we're really flexing with what we can do with stunts yeah. and technology and Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible in the last 10 years. I feel like we're, we're in a, a real true new era. Like what they were doing with Bourne and Damon in like the 22,000s does not compare to what Cruise is doing now. Yeah, how would you compare this to Bourne, Chris? I mean, Bourne is much more psychologically deep to me and rooted in the real world. I mean, every single movie... Not everyone, but almost all of the Mission Impossibles involve plutonium being on, <laughs> on in, out in the wild. Yeah, and the Bourne movies are just like this guy trying to figure out who he is and and fighting <laughs> right. against these shadowed agencies. I think that the way I would put my attraction to the Mission Impossible movies in general, but Fallout specifically, is there is no movie I enjoy more while understanding less. 45 seconds into this movie, you're like, what? I wanted to ask you guys. <laughs> I always feel so stupid <laughs> when I watch this movie. I had that written down. I was like, can we do a power ranking of the action movie franchises we love the most that we're the, that we're the most confused by? I, I never know what's going on. Any Mission Impossible, even the Bourne movies, I get a little confused. Fast and the Furious is simple enough. Bourne, but like, I work really hard to understand like what Treadstone is versus what like Blackbriar <laughs> is in Bourne movies. And they actually, I think, have that mapped out. It's like in the voiceover narration of the opening of this film where Tom Cruise is watching like the video that is introducing him to the new scenario. Yeah. They lose me in like 40 seconds. It's like being back in eighth grade math and I'm like, oh, I have these basic concepts for sure. And then I'm like, wait, excuse me, what was that? All right. What is, what is why validated. Well, I'm just going to tell you what I think happened Let's and do you it. tell me if it's, yeah. so there's like the apostles. They, yeah. they're up to stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, that guy with the beard they they want to get him back because he knows how to Solomon make stuff. Solomon Lane, yeah. yeah. They got a nuclear physicist, and he's going to blow some stuff up with the plutonium they got. Uh -huh. And they're just trying to wreak havoc. And the plutonium is now out on the loose, and Hunt's got to go get it. Yeah. Was my understanding. Yeah. yeah. I don't. We don't really know a lot of background on the apostles. There's, it's no. So it's an extension of, of the syndicate. Of, of, of I get rotation. it. I, the syndicate and from the syndicate from the last from one. Back this one. is a spinoff of that. 
and there's they, this but guy they say John that in Lark. ten seconds. Right there, there's this dude John Lark who's got a manifesto. Right, so yeah. Cruz has to pretend he's John Lark. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I bet you care. could probably tell me what the plot of Fast Eight is right now. Like, I'm sure you could like be like, and then Dom that, does this, and is then that the- Charlize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She had she had some revenge on her mind. Yeah. See, you got real serious. All, all, you to, all you need to know with these movies, it's like plutonium. It's like oh, plutonium. Yeah, yeah we got to get that. These movies are just vehicles for Tom Cruise to do crazy stunts now, and I think it's perfectly fine. But yeah. I would say so that that is true. The stunts are amazing. But the thing that De Palma brought in when they did the first Mission Impossible and that they have kept elements of throughout is there is this weird psychosexual undercurrent of mm. this of these movies where it's like Ethan and the women in his life and the women who all seem to look like one another in his yes. life and all this stuff with wearing masks and all this stuff with imitating people and like I'm going to become this person so that we get this and in this movie, there's all the stuff with like Lark and Cavill and Cruz and who's who. And I think that that gives this an extra element of spice that if it was just, hey, there's plutonium, you got to go get it. It wouldn't have quite the same depth. So you're saying there's like a just a whiff of Eyes Wide Shut. A little bit of Hitchcock They kind of call yeah. out the Eyes Wide Shut a little bit yeah. when he goes into that big funeral scene. Yes. Yeah. Um, the stunts are what matter with this movie. It's funny because I, I just watched Rogue Nation recently too and that movie seems like a drama compared to this. Mm-hmm. It's way more... Which I, I can only define these movies. I can only remember Rogue them Nation based the on before. the stunts. Yeah. Rogue Nation Rogue was... Rogue Nation and him on the motorcycle outside in like Saudi Arabia right. or whatever. Here's right. how I remember Him in the water tank at the yeah, end. Water yeah, water tank. Number one, De Palma. Number two, Wu. Number three, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Number four, Russia. Number five, Breath Holding. Number yeah. six, Fallout. Yeah. That's, that's the easiest way to remember. Yeah. Oh, five, side of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. The stunts in this movie are amazing. Unbelievable. Is this the greatest And are the legacy of the movie. And I, I guess my, it really seems like Tom Cruise wants to die filming one of these movies. I think he will die in space making the second Dead, Re- like Dead Reckoning movie. Because yeah. I read a whole bunch of like articles about, because there was so much material about this movie when it came out about the stunts and Cruise's mentality at the stunts, how they did everything. And they make a point of saying, look, Cruise won't do anything that can't be done safely. It's like, okay, cool. Um, he's flying this helicopter that he had to learn how to fly for six months. He learned months. how to halo jump. <laughs> he learned how to halo jump. He did hundreds of jumps. They did to try six to, a day yeah. to practice. Yeah, six it's probably not diving. good for you. Like somehow it's not good for you. Like you're not, no, you're not supposed to scuba dive after getting off a plane. Like yeah. I can't imagine halo jumping all day long is good for you. Because there was always like, there's always mystery with Cruz and his sex life and who he's with and his partners and all that stuff. Cruz is a fucking maniac. Yeah. He doesn't need to have sex. <laughs> no. He's, he's just like, you know what I'm doing today? I'm going to fucking jump off planes all day. We, what does he need? To, like a blowjob? Sex is that? way he's too just, boring for fuck, Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I've right. tried blowjobs. Yeah, pretty good. I, I, I did not expect us to arrive at Tom Cruz transcended sex. <laughs> Coming up next. I think he did. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why Coming he went Coming up next, there. I'll tell you why Tom Cruise doesn't need to go in the bedroom. Gets his orgasms from a plane. Yeah. Cruise was upset about the halo jumps because he'd only done a few hundred of them. A few hundred of them. I haven't done a few hundred of anything other than like video games. And pods, yeah. Yeah, and podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he did a few hundred jumps out of a plane with yeah. masks on. And- with a camera guy skydiving next to him with a rig on his helmet staying within three feet of him. 
I don't want to step on the rewatchable scenes too much, but the big jumps or the big stunts were the halo jump, that crazy rock climb at the end after the helicopter mm-hmm. breaks, him flying the helicopter, then the motorcycle thing. Yeah. Which I thought watching last night, I was like, oh, this must have been the one thing they CGI'd. Nope. They had like 70 stunt drivers with cars and crews driving the wrong way in a motorcycle without a helmet. And everybody kind of knew not to hit him. Yeah. That's insane. And then it's like, what happens if he gets hurt? Well, he did get hurt. He broke his ankle and that became one of the legacies of this movie. He breaks the ankle doing the stunt. They keep that in the movie. Yeah. Um, And it's pretty gross. Did you watch it? Yeah. You can see it. You can, yeah. Well, we were just talking about it before you walked it's in. It's like you a can, Gordon Hayward type yeah. of. I don't know how he came back in nine weeks. <laughs> we we bring us about back his, to like Tom Cruise being about a fucking his alien. Recovery process. Yo, you, think, you think he failed some HGH tests? <laughs> if you, the three of us went out into the hallway right now, I don't think we could sprint as much as Tom Cruise sprints in this movie. It's the most running he's done. Yes. Well, the other thing is, he's not quite as. He's definitely got a little bit of a limp post. Because he's still, they didn't film all the sprinting scenes, I don't think, yet. And then they watch after, and he's fucking playing hurt. Like, yeah. Cruz is just an all-time maniac. We're so spoiled by him. Yeah. Once he's once he's too old to, to you know, act in action movies, I don't know what we're going to have next. He set the bar so high. We're so spoiled now. What's going to, what is the next generation of action movies going to look like? I I think it's a great point, because in sports... I was thinking about this last night, like in sports, like we look at like Brady and LeBron and we're like, man, these guys can't believe how long they've been able to do this. Like 20 years of LeBron, 25 years of Brady Cruz. I was watching all the right moves the other day, the football movie he made in like 1983. He's 40 years now of like in, in all the right moves. He's a cornerback. Like he's, and he's really a cornerback. Yeah. Like he's, He's running. He's basically like, uh, I don't know, Darrell Rivas. He's like a professional volleyball player in Top Gun. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that he always, (laughs) the greatest thing about him that I always thought was the most hilarious. And we've talked about, we talked about in the cocktail pod. We talked about color money when he has to learn skills for a movie. So now we get to 2018. Now he's like, well, need some better skills. What about halo jumping? (laughs) Can I learn how to fly a helicopter in close quarters? Halo jumping in conversational French. (laughs) Yeah. It's like motorcycle. (laughs) I've kind of done that, but I'll do it again. Could you have some cars coming at me? And he's just I, the biggest lunatic we're ever going to have. We, he, Craig's right. We're never going to have another Tom Cruise. It does really remind you of of like Brady Manning Rogers in their late 30s, still running the NFL like a couple of seasons ago or whenever. Because this is like, there's Cruise in these movies. There's Wick. There's Keanu. Yeah. And then like all the younger guys, because I was going through some casting what-ifs here, and I was trying to find like younger actors to maybe play Walker or whoever. Yeah. And they're all in... Marvel movies. That's the thing. We're so advanced now technologically that any of these stunts that we would need to do in the next 10 years of movies can obviously just be CGI'd. Mm-hmm. But Cruz refuses to do that. And I don't know if there's going to be other actors coming up who are going to refuse to use CGI and do all their own stunts. I just don't know why they would do that. Well, the other thing, Wick comes out and Wick 2 is 2000 or Wick 1 was 2015. Yes. Yeah. Wick two's right around. Wick's a little on Ethan's corner. Yeah, but and Cruz is like, I've got your John Wick. Wick stunts are but much Wick more, is much like more martial arts. Gu- yes, yeah, yes. it's much more Asian like influence, like 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 Hong Kong cinema. Still in the corner. Yeah. Cruz is always looking out for who's on his corner. Yeah, you know. But what but, Keanu's like what fifty three yeah, years just, old? They're like basically he's like his younger brother. Like Cruz is sixty. He's fifty seven when he makes this. Keanu's in his fifties. I just don't understand how he does this at the at his age. 
I don't think we appreciate it. Doesn't make sense. I don't think we do either. I think in sports it would be all we talked about. I I, sometimes it's bittersweet though, because you you have this experience where you're growing up. The last like 15 years of Tom Cruise are mostly these movies and Top Gun. Bill and I grew up with him as the guy in Rain Man and the guy in way more charisma. Yeah, the guy in Color of Money and the guy in A Few Good Men. And I just don't know if he'll ever make another movie like that. You know, like he. Well, we talked about it with the verdict. Yeah. Like, would Cruz ever do the verdict? And the answer is no. Right. Even in this movie, like, in his last, Rogue Nation is really one of the worst Cruz hairdos. Yeah. Put some really shit. Oh, shaky... kind of like the longish hair. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, you're in your mid 50s. Like, your hair doesn't look like this. But then in this one, it's like a darker. Right. But then they'll have the close up sometimes, and Cruz looks a little older. He's, there's, a charisma that kind of faded with him, but he's still Tom Cruise. He felt on Top Gun but Maverick you get too. Little like first, you get I little mean, slivers Maverick's of it. one thing, but even in this movie, there are a couple of like, oh, he's got it. He's still got it. It's weird that he holds it back so much. Yeah, and I do wonder whether or not like there is like a physical wear and tear of what he's done over the last fifteen years, where he's like, I don't really. I mean, part of it, I think, is probably also, like, he's not that much, like, he's not, he can't be a real person. He can't go to the supermarket. He can't, like, have, like, a funny conversation with he somebody. He just has to learn more skills. Yeah, he just has to fucking jump out of airplanes yeah, with, like, an oxygen every tank. Day. Yeah. He's almost like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, where Bill Murray is, like, every, oh, I'm going to learn how to play the piano. He's yeah. essentially David Blaine now. <laughs> yeah, but, like, when you see him in Rayman, you're like, this is a guy who once bought a bad car. You know what I mean? Sure. This is a guy who, who's, like, doesn't have enough change for the payphone right now. Like it's it's a real person. His stunt coordinator for this movie was named Wade Eastwood, and he explained the cruise. <laughs> There's thing. a guy named Wade Eastwood. Wade Eastwood. That has to be a stage. <laughs> that name. seems like the kind of name I would come up with if my parents were like, "What would you prefer to be named?" <laughs> and Wade, like, Eastwood. Wade Eastwood. <laughs> Refer to me as such. <laughs> he said uh, he was talking about Cruz. He said the training for each stunt is relentless. He's activating and engaging different muscles for months. What he puts his body through is intense, even when there's machinery there to help. Every time he got in the car at the end of the day, he was asleep within five minutes. That's why he doesn't need sex. Yeah. It's just sleeping and and riding a motorcycle. And he's just the exhilaration of just being Tom Cruise every day. Why do you need that woman to that? He's more of an athlete than he is an actor at this point. He really is. Yeah. Like th- this makes me think. Like, could LeBron James play? Could he just go Tom Cruise and play till he's like fifty-seven? If he just all he does is play for the Lakers and then get in a hyperbaric chamber, <laughs> right? <laughs> it just he's like, I'm going to do another three Halo dives today. Yeah. So he said. So the biggest stunts were the Halo jump, which they said usually takes about ten thousand jumps before they feel good about it. So he had like a few hundred. They also had to film them because for some reason, McQuarrie, Christopher McQuarrie, the director. Cruise, they decided it has to be at dusk yeah. when you do this stunt. Yeah. So they can only do this jump once a day. So he would practice all day, try to get this. They had two other people jump out with them. One guy had this camera on that had some weird focus thing on it. And they had to get it so that Cruise stayed in the shot and then also had to go grab Henry Cavill's character. Yeah. Also, imagine Which being Henry hard. Cavill and everything you've ever done. He said before this. He has yeah. said that he was just like, "This is the hardest thing I've ever done." All the like Superman stuff, with, like he's pales like, in comparison. Yeah. He was like, "I just needed to get ripped for Superman, essentially." And like the only work I had to do was like in the gym. Yeah. And everything else was CGI'd. And now he's coming in. He's got to do Halo jumps with Tom Cruise. He's hanging off the side of a Himalayan cliff. <laughs> he's got to be like, I'm seven inches taller than this guy. I'm, yeah. I'm handsome. I'm younger. And I. 
I, I can't keep up with this guy. Not, oh, great. We have to do three more Halo jumps? Like, fucking kill me. Why did I sign up for this? I could have done an erotic thriller. I have to say that, like, you know, because on on other pods, I've, this has been coming up a lot because the, the Hollywood is having such a tough time right now. And one of the things that always blows my mind is when you're like, oh, wow, like this new Martin Scorsese movie is coming out. How, what was the budget? And it's like $250 million. <laughs> like, isn't it just like a bunch of guys talking in rooms? But when you watch Mission Impossible Fallout, yeah. you're like, this 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 movie might have cost three billion dollars. Yeah, they shoot the the top of the Halo jump like when they jump out of the plane. That's like in the de- that's in Abu Dhabi or something. Yeah, and then they land in Paris. And yeah, just like <laughs> that's really Paris that they're shooting these car chases in. All this stuff is like paid for. Like yeah, they're he, shutting down Paris. Yeah, in the he early is mornings. like in some ways like that. It's like the last movie star. It's like the guy who shuts down Paris. Or they're in uh they're in Finland for the helicopter stuff. Just or Norway with Finland or Norway? I think Norway. Norway. Yeah, Norway. Yeah. Just, just doing stuff in Norway. So the rock climb, yeah, Norway. It was on this uh, this famous Norwegian mountain plateau, Prekostolen, and uh, Cruz decides he wants to just climb the rock, and they're like, "This is how we do it in Mission Impossible." So they have to build an exact rock face replica. Eastwood said, whenever Tom had a break from shooting a scene or producing, he'd run over to the rock to climb. <laughs> like, this guy's not in a lot of fantasy leagues, I'm guessing. Cruz no. is like, can you hold on? <laughs> I got to make sure my kicker's not on a buy this I know. Week. Can you think of a guy who knows less about what's going on in sports? <laughs> yeah. or, or life. What is Tom Cruise? Yeah. Does he know about it? He's, He's like, like, you guys see this new Maggie Haberman tweet? <laughs> God. This is alarming. We got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> what do you think's going on with Elon? It's like, where's Tom? Oh, he's fucking cl- climbing the rock thing yeah. again. Um, and he had to work on building up his finger and grip strength so that he could hang off with confidence. And then Eastwood said it was so cold, he had like frozen fingers. It didn't matter. And then the helicopter part, <laughs> this classic cruise, had to get a helicopter license. Didn't have one. It was a hole in Cruz's resume. It's like, you have your helicopter license? No, I'll get it. Spent some months getting his helicopter license. And he had to learn like how to do this extreme flying. Everyone was the most worried about this. The Airbus helicopters, they didn't want to give him one. Yeah. He had to prove he could do it. And then had to do these like kind of stunts in the helicopter. It wasn't just flying it. He had to like do the spin shit. Like that's all real. Everything he does in the helicopter, there's no CGI. Let me ask you something. It's insane. If you found out that this was all bullshit. Oh, they made all this and up? And that this is all just like a really say, hyperactive, amazing PR machine. You mean like the was, moon landing? It's all CGI and stunt doubles. <laughs> would it be like, a like what level of scandal would it be for you? Higher than the moon landing that we didn't actually have? Yeah. <laughs> would it be like- That Kubrick film? Would it be worse than Lance Armstrong? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cruz didn't halo jump. Crews didn't rock climb. How about like the CAA killing JFK? CAA? The CIA? Agency? CAA. Mike Ovitz. CAA, the Mike Ovitz killed JFK. That's a the good CIA. breaking news. Did you start reading the, uh, the JFK doc dump that Biden approved? So we're taping this on a Friday and uh, a Friday, two Fridays before Christmas. Yeah. The JFK dump was yesterday. I, you know, I'm lurking around the Reddit conspiracy board waiting for somebody to just put the bullet To point. aggregate it? Yeah, yeah. To aggregate it. But it doesn't seem like the good stuff's in there. Okay. Yeah. Same thing for this movie. They haven't really aggregated this. It's actually, it was all green screen. 
This is all fake. Cruise is a lie. Do you think a lot of these stories about Cruise in the in the lead up to these movies? Oh, it typically takes a professional a, hun- a thousand Halo jumps. It only took Cruise a hundred. Do you believe all that? But that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like, doesn't it all seem so perfect? Like, look, every single like even fourth hand story I've even heard about ever heard about Tom Cruise is like he is legit. It's like say anything you want about the guy. Yeah, he fucking loves making movies, and he basically sacrifices his life to make movies feel authentic and entertaining. And God bless him for it. But it would be a scandal unlike any other if we found out this last 10 years, Tom Cruise is actually like an overweight balding guy. (laughs) And that like he's basically had Wade Eastwood jumping out of planes and be like, I'll be taking credit for that. Well, there's one scene when he's climbing into the helicopter after he climbs back up the rope and the wind's getting him and his hair goes all the way back. And it's like, oh, old bald Tom Cruise. Ooh, yeah. This is what we're look like hey, for like I, a split like, second. Look, the, the, here's the counter to everything we just said. It's the Tate Modern jump. It, where it's like the jump before the Tate Modern, where he breaks his ankle. Yeah. And you're like, that guy just broke his fucking ankle. Yeah. And limp kept limping. Yes. And that's the take to that finish you. the shot. It's, it's that, and it's Philip Rivers in the AFC title game. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking blown out. <laughs> Even that scene where Cruise is at, under the helicopter you were just talking about, and he falls back down, like below the payload. Yeah. That was real. I thought he, that was like, all right, he fell into a foam pit. He was actually attached to the wire, was under the helicopter, let go and falls and dangles below the payload. Like that all happened. It's amazing he's not dead. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like 50-50 chance he's just, he died seven years ago. And we're like, man, Tom Cruise, he died doing what he loved. I mean, if he died in a movie, quote unquote, if he died filming Dead Reckoning Part 2, would, That's you, would you believe it? Yes. Or would you think no, this but is what his I next think it's trick. gonna be is gonna be like, and then he like moves to his secluded island. I think it's gonna right. be like Tom Cruise died in his own space death. making Mission Impossible Seven Part Two. But he didn't really die. Faked his own death and then goes to an island somewhere and does all the stuff he missed out. He's gonna start playing so many fantasy football leagues. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> He's playing words with friends, <laughs> yeah. date a couple waitresses. He's gonna be like, I gotta catch up on Wordle. Yeah. It's like catch up on blowjobs. <laughs> Boy, these are great. <laughs> Can't believe how good this feels. <laughs> oh my god! So the actual plot for this movie was: <laughs> Ethan Hunt and his Impossible Missions Force team seek to prevent nuclear weapon technology from reaching the Apostles, a bioterrorist offshoot of the Syndicate. They've stolen plutonium and a nuclear physicist named John Lark. This is like shit. When I'm watching my son in ninth grade, when he's trying to learn, you know, biology, and it's like, Dad. Can you help me out with the mitochondria? And I'm just like, my, your eyes are glazing over as you read it. Even the IMDb just gave up for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Usually they have like a, like an explaining logline. The logline on IMDb is just Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, along with some other familiar allies, race against time after a mission gone wrong. That's but that's the that's thing. That's the is, whole is the series. difference between plot and story. It's like, that's the story. Is like, there's plutonium in the wild and Ethan Hunt needs to make decisions where it's like, does the life of one person yeah. count against the life of everybody? And then the plot is John Lark, the Apostles, yeah. the schism between the CIA and the IMF, Lark, all this shit. It's like, and you can, this is what makes it rewatchable. Is like, I actually spent like, I rewatched the first 10 minutes of this movie like four times last night. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, why am I trying to understand what's happening here? And then I let it rock. And that's the thing about this movie. You can just put it on. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, is it, is it? Halo jump time? Okay. I think it's a really universal feeling that nobody admits that no one has any idea what's going on in most action movies. I always feel stupid. And I, I think feel like there's something wrong well, with me. When, yeah. we get to, when we get to the Stephen A. Smith hot take, I'll, I'll have something to say about this. 
Written and directed by our guy Chris McQuarrie. Yeah. Good career for this guy. I mean, this is there's going there's, back to Usual Suspects in '95. Like it's a three decade run now. Yeah. He directed your 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 Reacher. Reacher. It's on the rewatchables list. Just haven't oh, gotten to it yet. I never saw Reacher. It's it's tough because he's. It just makes no sense that Cruz was Jack Reacher. It'll never make sense. Did you wind up watching the, the Amazon Reacher? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. My dad loved it. Um, Macquarie became Cruz's spirit animal in a lot of ways. I think they've done nine projects together, including he wrote it's, the script. He's to his Top screenwriter Gun. now. Yeah. He's the first yeah. guy to do two Mission Impossibles. It was usually a different director every he time. He gets Cruz. Yeah. He understands Cruz. And he understands way Cruz. better because it's a sequel. He understands Cruz isn't just an actor. He also wants to learn bizarre skills that nobody else would have. I was thinking about this the other day because in the same sense of uh, Macquarie, or same same sense as Cruz not making any like Rain Man, Few Good Men type movies. Yeah. We don't really get any non-Cruz Macquarie movies, which is kind of a bummer, you know, because I really like Wave the Gun. I really like Usual Suspects, obviously. Like, he's really good. Except Macquarie's, like, going to buy the Suns next week. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Like, then I was, like, the thinking, it, I was like, you could spend 20 years scraping together funding for your, like, cool crime movies. Yeah. Or you could just, every single time, make a quarter of a billion dollar action film starring the great, like, the greatest action star of all time, and then when you're done, you and, like, the the Abu Dhabi royal family can buy the sun. <laughs> right. He just flies in his private jet to go meet the, the Saudis yeah. to figure out their plan for buying Phoenix. $178 million budget. Seems low. It does. Yeah, it's that's bullshit. Is it, that before marketing? Because remember, this is these movies also are like yeah the most marketed movies. Made almost eight hundred million, seven ninety one point seven. Roger Ebert not alive for this movie. We did have Sean Fennessy. Oh, you got you got a Fennessy. Fan rock? He wrote one of the best things about Fallout is what makes it so different from what came before, and so similar to the other franchises. It fits together. In this new movie, the Syndicate is back. Sean Harris of Solomon Lane is back. Elsa is back. Luther and Benji are back. Alec Baldwin's Slippery G-Men Hunley are back. But Fantasy likes how they connect the franchise, but each movie feels different, yeah. which is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. And also, they have Tom Cruise, the franchise player of all time, one of the greats. So is this is this unequivocally, his number. unequivocally your favorite Mission Impossible? I think so. Yeah, I think it's either this, the first one. I really like Hoffman, even though that's a pretty flawed movie. I think Hoffman's is, like amazing. The, Hoffman's the best villain. He's of so the good. Whole franchise easily. He, you could. He's in the running for best villains of all time. The count to ten scene in three. We got to do three eventually. Yeah, just because of Hoffman. Yeah. Take a break. Come back with the categories. This episode is supported by State Farm. Think about your first reaction after you have an accident. What do you do? You scream, oh no, or man, oh, why did this happen? On the flip side, let's say you buy a new car or you lease a new car. Get in there and it smells great and you're like, man, this is awesome. But just remember, really the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need. Have coverage options to protect the things you value most. File claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to somebody. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Spring comes with a lot of chores because, you know, spring cleaning. One thing you can clean up right away, your phone bill. Just switch to Mint Mobile. They have unlimited talk, text, 
data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. $15 a month. That's like you can subscribe to two movie channels for that. I mean, what a great deal. Also, super easy to switch plans. Everyone gets so intimidated by, oh my God, I don't know if I should switch my plan. It's not that hard. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash rewatch. That's us. That's mintmobile.com slash rewatch. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month for a first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Most rewatchable scene. I love nothing more than staging a fake CNN broadcast. Fake Wolf Blitzer. Told you we'd get it. I, I don't understand. The attacks didn't happen. The car accident you win, that was an hour ago. I was driving the other car. What's done is done. And what we say it's done. Anytime they just recreate a room, make a fake room. They did it in like Ocean's 13, right? I love that. Fake yeah. rooms are great. They just knock the wall. It's like, oh, we're in a fake room. I want to do so that real. to you, but it's fake Woj reporting that Jason Tatum has been traded for Miles Turner <laughs> and Buddy down the walls. <laughs> uh, Yeah, they said they pretended they attacked Saudi Arabia, Rome, and Jerusalem with the three, whole, with the three platoonium bombs. Not true. The skydiving scene, which we discussed. Altitude, 10,000 feet. I actually ran it back this morning. I just went down and watched it a second time for no reason at all. Do you know what makes that scene or what makes that moment? Is it's not enough that they're just jumping out of the plane. It's when he looks out and it's lightning. Yeah. 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 They're like, "Eh, this isn't enough. (laughs) Cruz is like, I think we need to add another layer. Right. So obviously they didn't jump in lightning. That must be a special. I think they added the lightning. Yeah. I don't know how they did the tail end of it, how real that was. Like, did Cruz the really landing? wait until 4,000 feet before he launched his... I don't think so. No way. That, they had to That's admit that part up, right? I don't think they were like, let's push the limits with Tom Cruise. Yeah. That leads to the nightclub bathroom fight. Also, I love a nightclub action movie scene. Wick does it really well. Anytime you're in a large crowd of people raving, it works. So, it's very similar to Wick 2, but I think Wick 2 came out the year before. Yeah. It's much more contained in Wick. It's smaller. It's like I was just watching because of uh, doing James Cameron rankings for Big Picture. There's this fight is also in True Lies. Like their bathrooms are a popular place to have a brawl. Also in the Twitter, if you follow any of those real real life fights account, yeah, a lot of bathroom fights. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people just going at it. A lot like of right drunk next people to the standing urinals. next to one another, drunk strangers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just like throwing down. That fight's really good. We'll get there's What's an the interesting wrinkle with that fight that you follow. Which real one? real fights. It's called like best fights, third something like that. I don't know. Ben okay. Simmons turned me on. World to Star? It. No, it's an actual Twitter and they just show like fights. Okay. The next thing I wrote down was Paris Chase Diversion Water Crash. Mm-hmm. Guess would be the way to describe it. Well, yeah. there's the fake extraction. There's like the imagined one. There's yep. the real one. That leads to the insane motorcycle chase. That leads to crews crashing, but then somehow landing right in the boat. Mm-hmm. That leads to the hot female cop getting shot. Hopefully she lived. 
Yeah, kind of felt like Cruz had more chemistry with her than any other woman in the movie. That is uh, honestly the funniest thing that happens in this movie is that woman gets shot and then she's just like, "Man, Tom Cruise is super hot." And <laughs> she's like looking into like, eyes. <laughs> Are you single? <laughs> we gotta go. Come on. The Paris chase scenes involved stuntmen in 70 cars driving to avoid a humanless Tom Cruise. How much money would you pay for Tom Cruise to be in White Lotus season three? <laughs> <laughs> in Paris. I just thought of him and that woman. He's speaking French. I would pay a year's salary for Tom Cruise to be in White Lotus season three. Well, so if it was in Thailand and Tom Cruise is in White Lotus three, he'd have to learn some sort of... Thailand, some it sort would just of be skill, a, he's right? number one pick, right? No, but what would be, be, be amazing is if he was like the hotel manager. <laughs> if fucking White Lotus season three started, and it was just like I can't wait to see what happens. But they've been keeping the casting pretty quiet, and it's like, you welcome know, to the White Lotus. Catherine Han walks into the lobby, <laughs> and it's just Tom Cruise is like, welcome to the White Lotus. He's like, smiles, everybody, smiles. Yeah, my name's Brad. Anyone up for some rock climbing? <laughs> Second assassination chase scene. Elsa really bringing it. Yeah. Is this the scene with the cruise run on the rooftop? No, she, he's no, talking about like yet. the second part of the France. When she's on the bridge and shooting at the car. Oh, the, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Double mass crossing walker, I've written down. The Alec Baldwin mole hunt. It's just the job. No hard feelings. I've ruined your day, haven't I? Oh, and you were doing so well up until then. And I think this one's loaded. You want to find out? Nothing better than a mass cross. Also, like, well, we'll get to it with nitpicks. Next one I have is crews running, jumping, climbing, standing on a giant building. Okay, that's all right. Right? Now? Yes, right. Are you sure? Yes, I'm... Oh, it's left. Turn left. Sorry, I had the screen lock on. It seems like he did all of those things, including like Cruz just isn't scared on 50-story buildings for some reason, like being right on the ledge. He's a little more scared now that he shattered his ankle, but yeah. Is Cruz just dead inside? Like, I don't, I just don't understand him fundamentally as a human. It, it, I, he might, he might be like made out of like liquid Terminator <laughs> stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. How, I, if I broke my ankle like that, first of all, I'd be terrified of heights. I'm, I'm not wild about them anyway. If I broke my ankle like that, I'd just be like, I guess we have to do the rest of this movie from me, with me sitting. We have to rewrite it where I'm like at a desk. Well, one of those movies, one of the previous ones when he climbs the building, then they took a picture of him just sitting on the ledge, but he had no wires or anything on. He's just oh, like, right. hey, grab a shot of me. Yeah. And it's like, again, you're on a fucking skyscraper? Again, are we sure? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we sure? If they just happened to get a picture of him. Yeah. I have helicopter hijacking. As Craig mentioned, the the fall from the rope is really special. And then the ending, which I guess helicopter fight, cabin fight, cliff fight, rock climbing. It's the, just the last hour of this movie really hums. Yeah, it's hard to separate. What's your favorite part, Craig? It's the roof run. I think it's the greatest cruise run of his career. There's a great YouTube compilation. You can see every time he's running a movie in like yeah. eight and a half yeah. minutes. We've talked about that this before. Is very, it's great. This, yeah, but th you're right. This is 57 years old, full sprint, and they don't cut away. Uh, Cruz definitely, I mean, he probably half directs these movies, but he clearly told people, this needs to be a 20-second shot of me sprinting 
as hard as I possibly can. The man's 57 years old. It's and unbelievable. there's one cut as he's like turning the corner to jump, right? Yes. Right. But there where are would two you sequences. Put, where would you put against him and Tyreek Hill? Just split out on the left side. Similar Who's frames, faster? both like 5'7", yeah. 2'10". Do you think Mike McDaniel could have unleashed Cruz? <laughs> Got him to a thousand yards? Should we get yards? Mike McDee to, to, to direct the Mike second McDean part? Like, I just want to get Cruz in motion and yeah. in space. Cruz is questionable for every movie, but he always plays. <laughs> Got to put your playmakers in position to make plays, you know? So you're you're down for the sprinting. I love when he runs through the office building. That always works also in an action movie when like they like land upon like a normal scene in society yeah, and everyone's right. staring at him. That works. I think that whole sequence uh, is my favorite. I love ev- from the moment they push the car into the water. Mm-hmm. That whole section is amazing. It's just am- and I love being in Paris for it. Just how they use Paris as a character. I, I would just I, I, I can I just have part. everything that happens in Paris. Yeah, you could. Yeah, for the the bat, like landing in the club, the bathroom fight, the Vanessa Kirby scene. Great, and you can extracting have Solomon Long. Later. But if you have to pick one scene, what would you- bathroom fight. Okay, I remember just like leaving my body when that happened. The pillars, the the, the structural integrity just, of that bathroom just, is pretty weak. Yeah, people are just flying through walls. Columns are getting destroyed. Yeah, really clean bathroom. Yeah. For like a pretty rock, and if you've ever club. been to like European bathrooms, the water pressure is not that great. Like, yeah. to, 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 like I don't know how they would keep it that clean, <laughs> especially in that place at that night. Yeah, I have a lot of what's age the best. I love any movie where you have to shoot your friend, but it's actually the best thing for them. Yeah, and they ha- it turns out they have a bulletproof vest. I feel like you would do that for fantasy. Shoot fantasy. You'd shoot fantasy to save him. But then you guys would understand. Yeah, I would shoot Fennessey in the leg, though. You wouldn't shoot him in the boat vest? No, I would just be like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wing you, and you're going to have a limp. <laughs> but it's for the greater good. But deep down, now I have this over you? <laughs> yeah. But now I can beat you in a race. <laughs> uh, the Eyes Wide Shut callback joke was great. I love Baldwin in any movie where he's even in the vicinity of the guy from The Departed. Do you think that Baldwin has any idea what he's talking about in this movie? No. World needs pretty bartenders! <laughs> Two weeks straight! <laughs> I think 10 minutes of Baldwin works in any movie. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. feel like... The ultimate 10-minute man. Yes. Yeah. He really is. And they and it's funny, in the research, they talk about like what a great guy he is. He was so funny on the set. It's like, well, not as much on the Rust set. <laughs> okay. That, yeah. that, is, that is hilarious. Um... I like that this message will self-destruct in five seconds. Is always I look, it's a mission impossible staple, but I always like think like, how do they do that? Is there like poison on the tape? How do they make it self-destruct in the smokes in his face? Is it bad for him? See, I think if you start pulling at that thread, you gotta pull at a lot of threads in mission impossible. That's sort of a foundational idea. What stage the best Paris as a location? Ving Rames? Do you think he's aged the best? I just, every time I see him, I want him to go, no, man, I'm pretty fucking far from okay. They, in the beginning of this movie, I'll I'll address this later. Okay. I like Ving. I like him too. Ving's one of my faves. Do you think he made the decision to wear a Hawaiian clothes the whole movie? I I think that he's calling his own shot on the wardrobe. I think it's like, you guys need me for number six? Here's the deal. I get to wear my hats. Do you think Cruz at any point had an intervention with Ving about, uh, Maybe some egg white omelets. That's what I was going to say, is that not not getting exactly <laughs> Devante Smith-like separation from the line there. Right. For Ving. <laughs> you know? The fact that they had to start putting Simon Pegg out into the field. I know. Let you know All that of a Ving. Sudden, Benji is like <laughs> yeah. Superman. Number two in yeah. line. 
things in the truck. I love pulling a time-sensitive tracking device out of somebody's neck because it's the Escape from New York callback. Yeah. But anytime where it's like, got to get that thing out, 50 seconds, yeah. 38 seconds. And it's just, I, I don't even know how you would actually the, do that in real the life. The trivia section of the IMDb page for this movie is just like a list of things that just can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the biotech in this movie is pretty astounding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The theme song's great. Obviously, the video of Cruz breaking his ankle is fantastic. So it was an $80 million hit for the studio, which was covered by insurance. Tough day for the insurance guys. Yeah. They're like, well, Cruz, so Cruz probably can't be insured for any of these. Anyway. You know what? Though, if you're an insurer, you're probably like, this is just the fucking best. How about this? <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Something to talk about in the office that day. I would love it if we could do, uh, like a special video of the of the leap and the ankle break and then play the sad fox on the NFL jazz that goes with the injury <laughs> jazz that happens. <laughs> I had that for what stage the best. The score of this movie from Lauren Balfi got a lot of praise. It's great. What are you what else do you have? Uh, any movie that starts with the kidnapping of a nuclear weapon specialist, it means it's going to be a good movie. Sure. Yeah. The stakes are high. You're ready to fucking rock. Craig, should we have better security for nuclear uh, physicists? Probably. It feels like they're the easiest guys or to take. Or you should just do slightly more uh, diligent vetting where that guy that guy seemed real down for <laughs> yeah. to get red also, I didn't know that you could just toss plutonium cores around like they're footballs and it's fine. No, no, I know. no one seems to worry about those they things. They drop on the ground. Yeah. and It's like a bowling ball, I guess. There's a... Uh, this is a great line. This is, goes back to the Baldwin part, 10-minute Baldwin. Is, uh, one of parts of Baldwin's speech is like uh, how coming to the IMF was a lateral move for him. He's like, this is a lateral move. It also tells me I can count on you to cover my ass because coming over here from the CIA was a lateral move. Some say I stepped down, but I did it because of you. Don't make me regret it. Yeah. Make it worth my while. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start doing that on people's pods. <laughs> He's like, I didn't update the LinkedIn with this because it's not that impressive. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff that's like in the Al Pacino speech in, in Musso and Frank and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood about like, yeah, you're going to start getting your ass kicked. Then mm. you're going to realize that you're not the guy anymore. Like the fact that Tom Cruise, his career is like the, the, the exception that proves that rule. He never lets anybody kick his ass for too long. Well, I wanted to ask about that with Cavill. Do you think, I mean, I know Cruz asked for Cavill to be in this movie after seeing him in something else. I don't remember what it was. Was it Man from Uncle or something? Or Oh, yes. Cruz was going to be a Man from Uncle. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Cavill was in it. Do you think Cruz's goal was like, I want to pick the biggest, most handsome guy I can find and beat the shit, and out, beat of him? The shit out of him? Well, this is the thing is so, like, a couple of movies before this, it was supposed to be after three they were going to start transitioning the franchise to Renner. Right. And and Cruz, like, mid-movie was like, I changed my mind. So Renner's 0 for 2 in that, right? Born and now this? Yes. Yeah. Tough. Renner's not going to do all these stunts. Come on. I know. But I'm just saying, that's it's like the, the whole idea about, like, Tom Cruise just being like, I'm going to keep casting these. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder if that's why it's not Chris Evans in, instead of Henry Cavill because they're like, so I get to sign up for this movie and get the shit kicked out of me by a 57-year-old guy? But we all think Cavill's really good in this movie, I think right? he's awesome. But yeah. I'm saying, like, I wonder sometimes... Oh, Craig's a little down on him? Yeah, we, we can get to that later. Well, Unless you know, Craig's theory is that every actor is replaceable and acting Especially is Especially Cavill in this movie. <laughs> Great mustache. Sure. Cavill doesn't do anything in this movie. 
I, he has no charisma. I don't know if that's the point of the character because he's supposed to just be laying low and hiding his true identity. But I don't think it's he, weird. I like Cavill in this movie. I don't think he I'm brings anything. I think he. I it's think, a pres. He brings some sort of weird presence. It, I don't know. He's bright. He seems sneaky. Okay. Uh, the only other thing that aged the best I, for me is I respect the Craig take though. I, it's I good. need. I need to rethink this the next time I watch this movie, which will probably be about a month from now. <laughs> Uh, Vanessa Kirby doing Vanessa Redgrave from the first movie that's yeah. your mom and then uh, whenever there's a nightclub inside of a nightclub mm. like they got the nightclub and then he goes into the like the 1920s nightclub that's yeah. in the back I the love speakeasy that speakeasy club in the back yeah that is really cool what I will you- say Vanessa Kirby kind of a revelation in this movie she's amazing she's really good I also I, I forgot to mention Rebecca Ferguson who she's just always aged the best for me Dude, just, same with Michelle Monaghan absolutely Monaghan. dig her the, really Solid Good job group of Cruz. women in this movie. None of them have any chemistry with Cruz, but they're all they're all smoking hot. Yeah, um, Vanessa Kirby would have chemistry with like a wall. But... Yeah, she brings out the most out of Cruz, but yes, Cruz She's electric. just has this weird thing where he stands really close and he just has. I kind think of that's this because I think he's look. trying to see himself in their eyes. I he think it's because he's severely concussed. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe because he did it's like 700 Halo jumps. Ravaged by CTE. He yeah, what are the concussion rules? His... Have they been updated like the NFL? No. <laughs> Cruz would have been pulled from the set day three. The only, yeah, true. The only way he could have chemistry with Jennifer Connelly is they had to give him like laughing gas so he could just sit there shirtless laughing for 10 seconds. Um, You know what's age, no more what's age the best? No, mine are basically just all the women. Okay. The Kid Cudi Pursuit of Happiness Award Best Needle Drop. Just when they the opening credits, they'll just drop. It's fucking great. It's a Mission Impossible staple. There's also like these bongo drum kind of drops throughout the movie that are really good. Yeah, they do some good drum. It's like where it's the military drums when they're first doing the 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 extraction. Yeah, this is a fun one. The Kid Cut the uh, Big Kahuna Burger Award for Best Use of Food and Drink. The answer is nothing because there's no eats. food or drinks in this movie. I'm trying to remember when people no, eat. Nobody eats since the first movie. No, in the third movie they eat, but I'm trying to remember. Like, there's this, no dinner scene. There's no cocktails. It's so funny. He's I'm, like, well, Vanessa Kirby has like a martini. That's pretty much it. I know. I'm trying to think of the last time I've seen Cruz eat or drink anything. I don't think he goes to the bathroom. Well, he 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 has beer in Top Gun Maverick. Does he? He has one. Yeah, he goes to the Cruise bar. Cruz has. He, but does he drink it? Actually, that's a great question. I don't know. Does he well, drink he does, it? He does the drink where he he tilts it too high like Vin Diesel because he's never had a beer before. So he's like, how do you drink <laughs> No, but in, in Top Gun, he, he orders, orders a pint. It. I don't yeah. know. Does he, he drink it? it? God damn it. Tom Cruise. The Tom Cruise Award for most valiant attempt to emulate a real human goes to Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> he won his own award. I was thinking about Tom Cruise like... Has he reached this? Remember that Bill Brasky SNL sketch? We're like, Bill Brasky. Yeah. One time he fought eight guys. <laughs> what story would you not believe about Cruz? Like, is Cruz ba- is like, I used to have the Tyson zone for Mike Tyson. Then there was the Trump zone for Trump. I think Elon is entering the Elon zone. The Cruz zone, like, what story would you not believe? Like, if I told you Tom Cruise gave himself a colostomy bag because he didn't have time to go to the bathroom. So he just had one inserted. Oh, easy. And he just dumps the yeah. bag, and it just makes life faster for him. I think I would believe that. I'm telling you, if if the final scene of the of Dead Reckoning 2 required Cruz to do something that would most likely cause his death, I think he would agree to do it. This is how I want to go out. Yes, yeah, I think he'd be okay with that. He's like, if this will get us the shot. Dude, it's going to be in space. Yeah. He's going to reenact like gravity. You know, he's going to try and like save Vanessa Kirby. And then he'll just drift off and be like, we've lost Cruz. He's gone. He's in outer space. 
trying to find him, but we think he's dead. I wouldn't be surprised if he and Christopher McQuarrie dial up some final scene where it's like Cruz could actually die. But in reality, he'll be living in the Caymans making same-game parlays all day. <laughs> right. He's the runner-runner, too. Catching up on Thrones. Yeah. The Den of Thieves Benihana word for scene-stealing location has got to be the giant nightclub. It is, but I also really like the... You like Norway? The Jardin du Palais Royal, the one where Ethan and Ilsa meet in the garden there. Oh, that you're right. That The trees. You're right. That was awesome. Also, the glacier that they're on. That's not bad. The Himalayan glacier. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Great shot, Gordo Award. Most cinematic shot. Jumping out of the plane? Yeah. It's the camera falling backwards out of the plane with Cruz. Yeah, pretty great. I like the silent flash forward to him killing all the cops, how they film that, where where you don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, and you're like, for a second, you're like, is Ethan Hunt really yeah, breaking bad? I think that was really well done. The uh, Butch's Girlfriend Award for the weak link of the film. <laughs> Wes Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> it's I fucking a- love Wes Bentley, but it's so funny that he's like, hey, I'm Eric. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys look like you need to catch up. I, had, I also have him in What Stage the Worst yeah. for the same award. I don't know why he's in this movie. It's now really funny because he's Yellowstone West Bentley. Right, and, I know. And it, he's just completely oblivious to Cruz. Cruz and Michelle Monaghan, they're just staring at each other. Like, just, they can't believe that. And and he's just like, so where'd you guys meet? Yeah. Like, he just has he's no like idea what's going on. He's like a shitty boyfriend in a rom-com that, you know, like, yeah. about a breakup. It leads to it's one of the, awful the best unintentional comedy moments of this movie, though, where Tom Cruise is like, my name is Rob. Dr. Rob Thorne. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that whole interaction made no sense. when he, she, he, The guy was like, Wes Bentley was like, so why are you here? Michelle Monaghan's like, he was on vacation. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm working. <laughs> why are you, why can't you just say yes? What is, What's that character's name? Wes Bentley? Eric. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's a borderline could change the Butch's Girlfriend Award. Wes Bentley, it's so inexplicable and weird that he's in this movie. I mean, for what's age the worst, I had that too. Like, do does Michelle Moynihan need to be in this movie? I think they need it. Do There's, they? They 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 have did they in their minds? They are like his relationship to his wife is crucial. Like, was it? Luther explains like she, you know, she realized that like if he was watching her, who was watching the world, so they split up. So I have that as the Ron Burgundy flute award for best time for a pee break because that speech is fucking terrible. That whole scene's awful. Oh, and then they realize, it's like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> they just want to have new girls in each movie. What are you talking about? I have no idea why she's in this movie. I don't think it pays off. I think it's weird. I wouldn't have done it. Okay. I didn't mind it. Okay. I thought it added a nice little emotional tug at the end. Yeah. I, I w- it would have been cool if... I think it would have been fine if it was just Henry Cavill shows the picture of her and it's like, I'll, I'll kill her. So just stay. Yeah, right we're there. good. I, I did enjoy that. The, the, like every act of this movie just kind of has a different woman that like Cruz might do something with and nothing just ever happens. And the CTA overcomes him. I have for uh, what's age the worst, the, the, the bad guy's beard. I just. Sean, Sean Harris's beard. Sean Harris's beard just looks like a fake beard. It doesn't look like a real I beard. I was thinking about coming in today and podcasting as Sean Harris. and just been like, Bill Simmons, all of your podcasts, all of your takes have led you here <laughs> to me. Well, I have him coming up in the recasting couch because I don't think he's, I just don't think he's a good enough villain. Like where if the bar is 
Philip Seymour Hoffman and Mission Impossible 3, and then by 6, we're ending up with yeah. this guy who's like half dead. He looks like the fucking, he looks like Will Ferrell in the Unabomber sketches that when Will Ferrell used to play the Unabomber. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, he didn't work for me. What else do you have for what stage is the worst? I didn't have a lot. I think this movie's really good. Yeah, I, I had Ving Rhames' dexterity. <laughs> yeah. I thought the manifesto was kind of weak. I that also I, I had a I didn't nitpick about that. Like how long did they spend writing that? Twenty minutes? <laughs> Was there a better title for this movie? No. I don't know. To, I don't think you Fallout, don't like Fallout? Is, comparing that to Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation, yeah. I think it falls short. But they And Dead they, Reckoning. And they Dead Reckoning. say it in the movie though. I know, but the word is so ambiguous. So I don't, what would you go with? I don't know. I tried to think of stuff, but nothing really works. Like detonation. How about Halo Dive? It's missing plutonium. Mission Mission Impossible. Missing plutonium. Yeah, sure. Mission Impossible. Bio terror. Yeah. I don't know. Mission Impossible. Bio terror. Yeah. <laughs> Fallout was just kind of a kind of a plain basic word. Okay, but we can't we can't beat it though. Yeah, I think it's actually the radiation fallout, but also the fallout from Ethan's decision. I know like it fallout. makes sense, but in terms of like grabbiness, I don't know if it has. It. Ghost Protocol is pretty great. Another new or. Uh, uh, a word we don't always give out. The Vincent Chase Award for, are we sure this character was actually good at their job? Angela Bassett's character. Was she good at her job? Yeah, What's the, going on with well, her? So when when Alec Baldwin is like, I thought, like, I'm supposed to bring them in. And she's just like, I've changed my mind. I'm yeah. just bringing everybody in and we'll just, sort I, it out in Washington. And everybody's just getting shot five seconds yeah. later. So because I still have no idea what happened in this movie. So she got tricked. She got played by yes, Henry Cowell Walker. So why does she still have a job? Exactly. Yeah. And 50 people were murdered in some location that was supposed to be the safe transfer. And she shows up in the end like, hey, we did it. It's I never like, buy did that, we? that Ethan <laughs> keeps saving the world in every movie. And in the beginning of the following He's movie. He's like completely alienated. Yes, from is everyone like, we can't let you do that again. Yeah. So this has been a recurring theme in the rewatchables. The person who saves the world, who is then still doubted in the next movie. Yeah, Die it's like John too. McLean. They're yeah. just like, you, right. I it's fucking like, heard about what you did at Nakatomi yeah, Plaza McLean. saving all those people. Yeah. You motherfucker. <laughs> when you save those 320 people from terrorists, who do you think you are? <laughs> they did, Ethan Hunt's like, he's come through for 20 That'd plus be like years. If, if, if Sully came into the, uh, Sullenberger came into the bar, like, get the fuck out of yeah, here, yeah. Sully. you fly another plane and land it. Best. Somebody could have been canoeing on that river. You think about that? I don't want to uh, diss Angela Bassett too much because she's a queen and I love having her in every movie, but I just thought that character was bad at their job. There's just, I, I, I will be getting to this soon. Best quote, I murder women and children with smallpox. I have no line. I enjoyed that one. Not very believable coming from Tom Cruise, but yeah, it was good. I also had, uh, for best quote, this is the CIA's mission. You use a scalpel. I prefer a hammer. Angela mm. Bassett. What do you got for Stephen A. Smith Hottest Take Awards here? Is this movie diminished by Top Gun Maverick? Ooh. Uh, so like when you watch Top Gun Maverick. Because this is supposed to be like the last one for Cruise. And it's so straightforward. And it's like they don't even bother giving the country names. They're just like, he's got something he's got to do. And you know what else works in Top Gun Maverick? Jennifer Conley. Yeah. And it seems very convincing that he is in love with her and she is in love with him. And like the emotional beats of the Val Kilmer stuff. Now I understand it's all Top Gun and it's different, different property. But if you stripped away half of the plot and three or four of the characters in this movie, is it like 10 times better? Or at least like five times better? If you take out Angela Bassett and just make it Alec Baldwin, and if you take out 
one of the three women just to cut, or two of the three women just to like concentrate it on Michelle Monaghan. You're basically cutting 20 minutes. Yeah, it's this a two and a half hour movie. movie. It doesn't have to be. It also yeah. gives Cruz more runway to act and like actually focus on one woman and you can act like like in Top Gun. I, there are there's so much more emotional depth out of Cruz in Top Gun. Than yeah, but those movie. are only like the thing about that is like it's just doing the most with the least. There's three scenes with Jennifer Connelly in Top Gun, basically. Three of the best scenes of my life. Exactly. But like, <laughs> I'm just, I wonder whether or not in 2000, what was this, 18? When yeah. you see Mission Impossible Fall, you're like, Cruz is back. This movie is amazing. I'm going to watch this for the rest of my life. And then you see Top Gun Maverick and you're like, could, could Mission Impossible Fall have been better? Yes, because they could have gotten rid of Michelle Moynihan and they could have gotten rid of Angela Bassett and it could have been a two-hour movie that would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. And I don't think you need either of those characters. Because Baldwin is the character... You just you already have the boss with him. Yeah. So why do I need another two boss? bosses, three women? And honestly, I don't really even know if you really need Solomon Lane. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you could remove the whole Vanessa Kirby storyline with the brothers and stuff. Like you could oh, yeah. really take Zola. Out. or yes. or beef that up like with one more scene. Have like a dinner scene with her. Like let's get. I actually was interested. She's in her. I wanted to find out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I needed, she's amazing. Like, more stuff with her. But the yeah the idea around having a broker for the plutonium like you know that's another that. thing with Bassett's character. She's she's with Cavill and he's like I, I think it could be Hunt. And she's like, great, let me just type that up. Yeah. You <laughs> think? Like, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> there will be like, it's like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. She's like the yeah. head of the CIA. It's like new guys. Like, hey, I think it's I think it's your star of 20 years. I know. It'd be like on the Lakers if uh, like Austin Reeves was like, yeah, I think LeBron's fucking, we should probably trade him. Yeah. Um, My hottest take award. I think Tom Cruise is the greatest close talker of our generation. These scenes, when they have, when when you actually see them, he's like six inches away yeah. from these women, just and he doesn't move. He just stares at them, and I think it's his way of like being seductive or mysterious. He's kind of run out of moves, but I was always always think about it, like, if you're the other actor, like Craig, if I just slid my chair over and I was six <laughs> inches away, share from a you, mic with me, you would be uncomfortable within I don't know five seconds. But Cruz has something about him disarms people. Yeah. Well, I've never seen anything like it. It disarms them and they're also probably terrified. The thing is, is I bet he also is like, when you when the close-up is on you, I'm gonna be just as intense. I'll be and I'm gonna be seven inches away from you. He's right outside the frame. Yeah. Right up against Michelle Monin. Watch, watch for Cruz. Next time you watch a Cruz movie, he loves getting right in there, really getting close. I think because I don't know. I just don't think he has the same charisma that he used to because he's older. Mm -hmm. And that's like his new way of having charisma. He just invades your personal space. He's like, I'm going to get right in there. Do you have a hottest take, Craig, or no? Yeah. Henry Cavill is way too hot to be an incel. (laughs) (laughs) Is he an incel? Whatever he is. You know, he wrote the manifesto. I don't think think that incel is part of their their ideology. Whatever it is, he's way too attractive to be the man who wants to eradicate half the earth for this new world order. I know. It is just, he just wants to be Thanos. He'd be the star quarterback. He'd be in like the coolest frat at USC. There's just no way this just guy banging has waitresses. any interest coolest in doing frat. any of this. <laughs> Can you imagine a frat that had Henry Cavill? <laughs> he probably wasn't a frat. Yeah. Everyone Let's, else in this movie, all the other villains look like trolls. And then you have Henry Cavill, who's like the world's hottest man. And I he's know. Like, yeah. yeah. This is he's what like I'm going to spend Bond. my time doing. That was a good one. Let's uh, we'll take a break and do casting what ifs. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Vital Farms keeping it bull free. 
We always wanted our kids as they were growing up to have stuff that came from the right places. Vital Farms is perfect for this. Here's how good Vital Farms is. You can go to vitalfarms.com slash farm and you can get a 360 degree peek at the actual farm where your eggs came from. Uh, it's a certified B corporation. They are devoted to improving the lives of people, animals, and the planet through food. Great taste. You can do fried, poached, scrambled. Vital Farms bet you can taste the difference. Food simply tastes better when you know where it came from. Shop the farm that's a certified B corporation and gives their hens the lifestyle they deserve. Vital Farms. Look for the black Vital Farms carton in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms. Keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. We didn't have a ton of candy at the movies when I was growing up. Obviously, we had popcorn, and then we had some of the basics, but I remember instantly gravitating toward the Twizzlers. And then ever since then, you know, you grow up, then you have kids. Guess what kids love? Twizzlers. No matter what the situation, Twizzlers is the perfect candy to relieve your boredom. While other candy can be too sweet and overpowering, Twizzlers is the perfect level of sweetness and comes in the perfect chewy twist that everyone knows and loves. So get your hands on some Twizzlers today. Casting what ifs. Really not a lot other than Renner was, uh, couldn't do this movie because he had to film scenes for Avengers Endgame. And then McCoy said he wanted Renner to do a cameo where he gets killed in the beginning. <laughs> And Renner's like, like, no thanks. Yeah, let's just let's keep our options open. Yeah, Dead <laughs> Reckoning 1 and 2 is coming. I'll hold out for that. Why would Renner agree to get killed in a three-minute thing for like 750 Well, grand? probably, I bet McCory leveled with him and was like, You're never just so back. you know, we're, ne- we're never, we're probably, I don't, can you check real quick if he's in Dead Reckoning? I don't, I don't even know, but like, if it was like, I bet he was like, look, you can either go out and have like this sensational like exit or you can just never be back in these movies. I'd roll the dice with Cruz is getting older. Maybe I'll be back in one of these movies. Oh, it says sense, sets up his perfect return. Yeah. Oh, see, good so move by Renner. Yeah. McQuarrie hmm. also said that the bathroom fight was going to be with the third famous actor. Hmm. And the unnamed star was put into a fight evaluation, but couldn't keep up with Tom Cruise and Cavill. Oh, he was going to play John Lark or the fake John Lark. Yeah. With the Asian guy. That guy was a great well, fighter. I, that Liang Yang gets my Tom Sizemore action is the juice best toe-to-toe moment for a non-star. And I think he's in the Dion Waiters cate- category too, potentially. He So he is the stuntman that they were just like, what if we used him? And, and he legit, was fucking you're awesome. like, is this guy going to win the fight? Yeah. yeah. A couple of times. Like he could be in the raid four. He could just be the lead. Well, Cruz loses pretty much every fist fight he's in in this movie. He does. Yeah. It's you know? interesting. He, he does go like, oh, for four. Mm-hmm. I, did you have anything for the Ruffalo, Hannah Rubinick Partridge? I don't the- understand what I'm involved in. <laughs> That's a good one. I was going to say the Ving Rhames speech was pretty, yeah. was pretty yeah, tough. I Not really know. overacting, though. I think it, I <laughs> love Ving Rhames, but <laughs> Ving, got Ving definitely put a stamp on this performance. He definitely wrote the Ving. He was like, do you see me in Pulp Fiction? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's your pride fucking with you. <laughs> Best. I like it when you start quoting other movies that I want to do on the rewatchables mm. and like just teasing that that you're thinking about it. Pretty fucking far from okay. <laughs> Best that guy award. Is there a that guy in this movie? Everybody's Not really. Kind of a There's a bunch. I, I think that Zola has been in a bunch of European stuff. Could you say that the guy that, uh, what's his name? Sean. Sean Harris. Is he a that I, guy? I mean, he's pretty big actor. Do people right? know he's Sean Harris though? 
I know he's Sean Harris. When Does Craig know he was Sean Harris? No, but was, I, were you I, like, oh, it's that guy? I think he's a that guy. Okay. I, before Yellowstone, I think Wes Bentley to me was a that guy. When the movie came out, I was like, oh, he's like yeah, that okay. guy from American Beauty. Right. Yeah. Deanne Waiters, it's either uh, Baldwin or uh, Asian bathroom guy, Leon Yang. What about, is, what about what Kirby? Kirby? How, isn't she in it too much? Yeah, yeah. she's in like three scenes. Oh, let's give it to her. She's like, like a hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> I've listened to too many rewatchables. Yeah, you're right. I thought she was in it's it too Kirby. much, but I guess not. She's great. And she's in Dead Reckoning 1, it looks like. Recasting couch. I think we can do better than Sean Harris as Solomon. So let's do it. Joaquin Phoenix, too crazy? But you'd have to go back two movies now. Yeah. You'd have to go back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Michael I'm Shannon. Aware. Michael Shannon's always a good villain. Too big. Well, you uh, want him to be sort about of Phoenix? ambiguously European. Phoenix doing the Philip Seymour Hoffman with like a weird Balkan accent. I feel like he makes it too strange. Benedict Cumberbatch? Man. That's not bad, but he's been a bad guy in a couple of movies. Also, I don't I don't need Doctor Strange as uh, I don't need any Marvel superhero. Liam McGregor? Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor? It's <laughs> not his cousin Liam. <laughs> How about his brother Liam? <laughs> <laughs> Liam or Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor's good. Something like that. Just a little more weight. Sean Harris, he's C plus. Half ass internet research. There was a whole mustache cavil thing going on. Yeah, he they the Justice League Justice League needed Cavill to come make the movie. Make do some reshoots. Macquarie was like, you can shave his mustache for three million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll allow it. And then they were like, because of scheduling, it wound up being that they had to like blur out his mustache in the Justice League movies. I don't know why Macquarie was so set on him having a mustache in this movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I liked his facial hair in this. But Justice League had to then spend all this money to digitally remove his mustache, which is hilarious. The, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff about the Halo jump. I guess the most interesting thing is they use this red weapon camera with an IMAX lens that they put on one of the stuntmen. You can see they have a split screen of the two videos mm. of the movie, but then also the other camera filming the guy jumping out. So they had a 20-pound camera, and it could kind of focus itself, but he had to make sure that he kept his helmet focused on Cruz as he was falling backwards. There's a clip on YouTube you can see of Cruz practically directing the cameraman mid-skydive, being like, get over here, like, yeah. come under me, go over me. It's insane. Simon Pegg said multiple times him and his co-stars thought Cruz was about to die. And he said, it's a daily stress going to work with him because you don't know if you're going to see him tomorrow. <laughs> It's the actual quote from Simon <laughs> Pegg. <laughs> Five skydives a day. Cruz drove the BMW and the BMW M5 that's fucking awesome in this movie and did the, the thing when it's like he did the 180 where he pulled the emergency brake up and spun the car. Mm -hmm. He did three takes where he nailed all of them each time. And they and it, this goes into the Cruz, uh, the Cruz PR where they, the other stuntmen say he could have been a great stuntman yeah, if, if he wanted if to. If he wanted to. Nobody else yeah. could do yeah. it. Yeah. Would have been great. The um, Rebecca Ferguson was pregnant during this movie. Mm -hmm. Seven months pregnant by the time they finished. So if you if you look closely, she's hiding, or they'll have her behind like stuff. That's it. Uh, just if people are curious, the inspiration for the Paris car chase is this short film called Paris Rendezvous, which came out in the seventies. It's on YouTube. It's like eight minutes long. And it's, you know, obviously Bullet and French Connection yeah. inspirations, but this is basically like a first person, so the camera's on the hood of the car or the dash or whatever, 
and it's a dude driving a Mercedes super fast through Paris, and then he pulls mm. up and picks up a woman. But it's like it's fucking awesome. Mm. Good eight minutes. Apex Mountain, Mission Impossible. I, I think one is still probably Apex Mountain. That you guys would have to tell me. I think it's still one, because one set up the franchise, and which one is was a really like, hard thing to do. Huge setting up a franchise is hard. It felt it felt like a more of a cultural moment when one came out than when Fallout came out. That's probably right. Even now it's Fallout's like, more successful, I think. But now it just feels like just one of another many action films that come out every year. Cruise, no. Cruise as an insane person. I think this might be his apex mountain. <laughs> what about most insane cruise stories? You don't from think a it's movie? the night and day promo trail where he was like riding his motorcycle across seven continents with Cameron Diaz and like showing up and being crazy? <laughs> I saw that movie. Also, that's couch, probably couch jumping isn't apex mountain for crazy. That's off camera cruise. Okay. I'm talking about like stories about cruise from a movie. Oh, this yeah. seems like the crazy, but they're all fake. Is this is is what about him on the outside of the building? In, in Ghost Protocol. Do you think that's more impressive than anything he did in this or no? Still, think, I think the skydive is probably still number one, right? I think so, because he First had Cleave to... is pretty, pretty crazy yeah. that he did that and that he had been like basically thinking about doing If you that. had to do one of those two. In I more... thought, didn't they say hang off the helicopter or the hang off the airplane was the hard, single hardest one? Yeah, and it's Because he like... had like, they had to film like three days of takes for it. Right. And... He was getting hit by stuff in the air. If I had to, if I had to do one of those stunts, yeah, which freaks you out less? Anything with the top. I think I'd probably, scary. I'd probably just halo jump. Yeah, I guess. I, w- I, I don't know if I could ever like do the training for it, but like the idea of hanging off of a building or hanging off of a mountain, like honestly, terrifies me. You know what's weird? This is kind of dark, but I was never afraid of heights until after nine eleven. And it totally fucked with me. At that and now I'm super afraid of heights. Are you? Yeah. So how how does it manifest itself? Like if you're in a tall building, do you not want to go near the windows? If I go near the window, I feel like. Have a you pit been in my to the stomach. top of the new World Trade Center? No, but I used to love like stuff like that, and then afterwards it fucked me up. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Cavill. <laughs> I think playing Superman. Conver- <laughs> conversation That's an all-time pivot from you. Uh, <laughs> I think Superman's his Apex Mountain. I'm out on Cavill. He played Superman. Like- it's a, that's yeah. his Apex Mountain. Okay. Yeah. Nightclub fight scenes? I think Wick. Yeah, I, think I would say Wick. I think it's Collateral. <laughs> oh, Collateral's pretty great. <laughs> bathroom fight scenes? This might be it. This might be the greatest bathroom fight scene I've ever seen. I think this is the best seen. one. Yeah. Halo jumps, definitely. This and Godzilla, Helicopter yeah. chase scenes, I would say yes. First blood, I'm still slightly partial to, but there was a second helicopter. Um, Paris as a movie location? No. Tango? <laughs> yeah, last tango in Paris is definitely <laughs> it. The, 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 the beginning of Ronin? <laughs> uh, uh, Ving Rhames, no. Simon Pegg, Maybe. But what about when he's... Because he gains steam in each Mission Impossible. I think he's that he's all his Edgar Wright stuff. stuff. I think Shaun of the Dead and, yeah. and, and, and Hot Fuzz are still his apex. He made $800 million. Yeah. He's like the th- number three star in it. No? I don't think so. Okay. Any other uh, apex for you? Fake Tom Cruise names. 
I think Dr. Rob Thorne. <laughs> Dr. Rob Thorne's a good <laughs> one. Great. I feel like at the, at the very end, Wes Bentley knows that he's not a doctor. Yeah, he's you like, think? <laughs> all right, great. I'll see you later, doctor. He puts like an extra little zing on the yeah. last doctor. Yeah, like, I think Wes was probably going up to McCoury. He's like, I got to do something here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just give me you basically anything. got me out here in, in cashmere. And all I'm saying is, do you guys know each other? McQuarrie's like, Wes, I did you a fucking favor putting you in this movie. We could barely get you insured. Just shut up and deliver the lines. Best racehorse name. What about Apostle? That's good. The Syndicate? The Syndicate? Yeah. I think Syndicate would work. Can't have a the in a horse race. Could be, Here comes the Syndicate. Yeah, I don't know. I have a missing plutonium. That's good. Mm. Plutonium would be a good horse name. Yeah. Picking nets. No bruises for anybody after the bathroom fight? Well, I mean... A little mark? Cruz. Black eye. Like, <laughs> Ethan Hunt. Cruz, his, there's a shot where you're like, his wrist would have been shattered into a hundred pieces. They're punching through walls in yeah. the bathroom. Nothing. Little, like, mark over the eyebrow? No, he's no. fine. The 15-minute nuclear bomb countdown at the end lasts for over 22 minutes <laughs> on screen. Just <laughs> FYI. The, uh... The halo jump, I just think he crashes through the building. I think it's too close. That's, yeah. <laughs> I definitely think I he just dies don't, I don't think a hundred times in this movie. Yeah. I, I've watched a challenge, one of my favorite shows, where they'll have, they'll, sometimes they have him jump out. And one you time, should hit up bananas and tell them you guys need to bring halo jumping into the. <laughs> they should just recreate challenge. all the stunts from Mission Impossible movies as yeah. a season. MTG's well, the challenge, colon, fallout. Well, Jordan, Jordan on the challenge. His parachute like opened too late, so he landed kind of hard, and uh -huh. it was like he was down for twenty five minutes with EMTs. <laughs> That's a great idea. They should do like the challenge action movie season. Well, they could definitely do the Halo jump, but I just think he landed so hard, he's down for at least twenty minutes yeah. after that. He also he has his oxygen cut something. off like multiple times throughout the. Did life. they need to to Halo jump? Into that nightclub? I can't remember why. So why did they Halo Why don't jump? they just like drive? Like they get into the nightclub really easily. Yeah. I don't know why they needed to be 30,000 feet in the air. <laughs> Wait a second. Why did they do that? <laughs> I had that in There's my one line where it's like they'll be tracking us so we have to come from above. But then it's like when they get there, they just change into suits and pretend to be another guy. Yeah. Don't they have their wristbands already? Yeah. But all they need to do is get into the bathroom. So you're saying he could have just... Driven had up a, to the had a plane go over the thing and just top. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with a, a, a what's what's a Vanessa Kirby? Yeah, that's true. Like Atissa. Yeah, like in Fast Seven or Fast Eight, when they have to drive the cars off the plane so that they land on the mountain. Yeah, that actually makes sense. There's only one way to get on the mountain. It's a ridiculous scene, but it's like how else are you going to get on this mountain? There's guards everywhere, and you kind of have to do. Like, that couldn't way. they have just gone to the rooftop next to the nightclub and just kind of hopped this over? Is, this is why fucking Reddit is the best. Because immediately, why was the halo jump and fallout necessary? So why was it? So they need to get there fast comments. and undetected, which means no airport security. <laughs> That's a reason? <laughs> oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Uh, one more pick and knit. His wife got remarried. Oh my God. The love of his life. Take. Like, what the fuck? This is such a build take. Love of his life. I just want you need to be Ethan Hunt and I need to be a doctor. And she's like, here's my new husband, Wes Bentley. Well, he seems he's out like there a... juggling Vanessa Kirby and Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. She's not allowed to be with Wes Bentley. Also, there's not a lot a going on love. between the two of them. They seem like best friends more than they are lovers. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, that's the case with Cruz and Elvis co stars, except Connolly. <laughs> True. 
Well, I mean, they're shooting lasers out of their eyes. And, and, that, and that French cop. Connolly could have That's brought right. in the a French cop was just like, I need, I, she'll be in White Lotus season three. That's right. Has he ever had better chemistry with anyone than the French cop? Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, true. And Thunder, they've got good chemistry. Yeah. I, I don't know. It bothers me she's in the movie. It bothers me they got married. What else do you have for picking nits? Are there diminishing returns on the old switcheroo? He was in a mask. Oh, he actually works for the other guy. Just kidding. He actually works for you. There are so many of them that it actually it starts to take away sense, yeah. from the movie. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good nitpick. I have. I guess I have this nitpick with every Mission Impossible. But how good could the mask be that I could be seven feet away from you and not realize you're wearing a mask? I think Mission Impossible takes more liberties in terms of how advanced their tech is than any action movie think, franchise. It's also Fast and Furious is close. The masks are the least interesting thing to me, and they they're in almost every movie. Where yeah. you're, and you're just like, oh, like oh, he had, it's he had a cop mask out. on. Yeah, nobody likes that. You, there's no creativity to that. I hope there's no masks in Dead Reckoning. Counter. Okay. I fucking love masks. <laughs> <laughs> like, the but ones, they're so unreal. It's so unrealistic. I know, but I, lo- I just love, I I don't know. I like that they go for it. Well, they never, I also never understood why they can just, so they wear the mask and they can suddenly do the voice? How's that work? It's got voice modulation technology in the, oh. in the thing. It's just funny that in movies when we read about people when they have to wear masks or makeup and it's like they were in the makeup all day it was eight hours of makeup to get ready for the role and then in this movie it's like they just it's like they're at a Halloween (laughs) store it's like hey I'm a nuclear physicist I need 20 minutes to like like replicate John Mark's face there was one point where one of them was holding the wig and you could kind of see it on the side of the frame and it it looks like a $15 like hair piece yeah it's It's also tough because it's just completely it's just Scooby Doo you know like it's um I also, speaking of the face stuff, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but you know when they have um, Nils Dilbrook in the beginning, this yeah. nuclear phys- scientist? Do you know what the object of what they need to do is? Unlock his phone. They just need his passcode. <laughs> they can do all this shit. They can yeah. like build people's faces and do halo jumps and track guys with like a, a biotech going into their it's neck. It's a six-digit passcode, And they can't Chris. break this guy's passcode. So they have to come up with a fake Wolf Blitzer plot. Why can't you just like punch him in the face 10 times and he'll give you the code? <laughs> just waterboard him. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing? We need to create a fake hospital and hire Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. This is why action movies are the best for yeah. the rewatchables. They have the best nitpicks <laughs> and the best things to complain about. I like, cut a agree. finger off. He'll tell you what the yeah. code is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, Go medieval need, on his ass. He got Ving Rhames get, get the Denzel from Man on Fire. Yeah, but, I was going to say, yeah. they needed Denzel to come in. What if in John get, Creasy walked in? Creasy. Yeah. Oh my God. Put a bomb up his fucking ass. Yeah. Give us the fucking code. <laughs> Sequel, prequel, prestige TV. All oh, I have one more uh, nitpick. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you got? I think they could have come up with a better, a catchier manifesto title than yeah. the destruction of the current world order. Yeah. That's a pass. Like, if, I, if I see that, I'm just like, great peace requires great suffering. It's like, this clo- is nothing. Close tab. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of content out there. Playing that on CNN is not going to do anything. There will be a sequel in 2023. So the answer to whether there should be a sequel for this has already been answered. It's the final two, though. They announced it'll be the end of Ethan Hunt. Well, because Cruz is going to die in the last scene <laughs> of the last one. He's going to be in outer space, and there's, he's going to go off and try to find Mars. Is this movie better with Wayne Jenkins, Danny Trejo, Catherine Hunt, Steve Buscemi, Sam Jackson, J.T. Walsh, or Philip Baker Hall? I think it would be amazing if Bernthal played the West Bentley part. <laughs> God damn, Julia! I didn't know you knew Eric, Dr. Rob Thorne! This guy's curing smallpox! That's more of a Philly accent. I fucked up, but still. 
Wayne Jenkins did. instead of Wes Bentley. <laughs> Ten times better. Disgruntled new husband. Yeah. Why is your ex-husband showing up here in fucking cashmere? That's <laughs> way hotter than me. <laughs> this guy really halo jumping? <laughs> Just want to ask her who gets it. The stunt coordinator. Wade. Wade Eastwood. <laughs> Wade, Eastwood. <laughs> Wade Eastwood. I hope he won. Who won? Do they give stunt Oscars? Uh, they, I mean, they should. This is how you make the Oscars more fun. Best stunt Oscar for best stunt of the year would be a fucking awesome yeah. award. And I would love to go through the Wikipedia and yeah. see what won year after year after year. Now, this can go wrong in the wrong hands, as we just saw with the NBA, where they now have a clutch award. Yeah. Mm. Most clutch person. That didn't get named after a guy? It was uh, Jerry West. Oh, okay. Mm. Was their apology to him for, for winning time. condoning winning time? Here's the award, <laughs> the clutch award. Probably unanswerable questions. Uh, my big one was, does Cruz want to die? Does he actually want to die? Does he have a death wish? I don't really foresee Tom Cruise ever having like a like a late period, like Hume Cronin phase. Where like yeah. Tom Cruise is just in Cocoon 3, you know? It's like Tom Cruise died at age 63. I also don't think he, I don't think he thinks he can die. I think Cruise... That's well, usually how people die. I'm, yes. fa I'm fairly yeah. certain that he's heavily invested in anti-aging... And long, like long life. Oh, yeah. him, if, Bezos. If, if Tom Cruise lived to 132, would you be surprised? No. Yeah. Him and Bezos and a couple other people, they definitely, they get together once a month to talk about their anti-aging And I could technology. also see him cloning himself. Yeah. Anything Maybe he already table. has. Maybe that's why this Cruise isn't as good of an actor. Um, I have a possibly, probably unanswerable question. What is it? If you had to choose a city to have a car chase in, what would you choose? Hmm. Boston's out. No, Boston can be in. Tight, tight turns there downtown. A lot of one ways. Yeah, the town kind of did it. Boston's pretty good. I think you want stuff with hills, though. I think you want like San Francisco or something. San Francisco's great, but there's some places in Europe that you know are high up that you can go down and up. And there's what you want hills and water. Yeah, yeah. I think are the two things. You can't do Philly because your car would fall apart because of the potholes. So, what's the best American city car chase? I think Chicago's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Blues Brothers. I feel like LA, the PCH would be pretty amazing. But there, the, there's just I, no turns like Where off could of you, it. you would just be chasing each other in the emergency lane. No, but you go PCH, take it towards Santa Monica Pier, then head down Venice. Now you're on the one way in Venice and you're doing this And it's bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic everywhere. But that, it's a movie, though. Okay. We don't need to know that. Yeah. I mean, like, you think Paris, they're flying around on motorcycles <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon? <laughs> I like that. That's a good one to, to put out for the rewatchables crowd. Where would you want to have your car chase? What, do you, what is the single best location for a car chase? Um, best double feature choice with this movie. I mean, I guess... You have to pick Rogue Nation? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be helpful. It has... Do you? I mean, Solomon Lane. Can I give you Wick, too? You can. You could also do Top Gun Maverick. I like Wick 2. Wick 2 is good because it, it's, it's it's the only thing in Mission Impossible's lane right now. It's the only thing challenging it. Wick 2 is incredible. It is. We I, might I, have I to don't do the re -wick. I don't think Wick's close to Mission Impossible. Personally. No, it's not. But it's the only movie that's challenging it in terms of stunt coordination with like the like a real movie star action hero. They're getting way too into their their sauce with Wick. There's too much like. The Continental and the Ballerina and the, the this is where, this is where CR and I diverge. They're making a spin-off. This is where I right? wonder about CR. Did you do wonder about me? 
The fucking common scene in Wick 2 is as good as anything in this movie. I disagree. The, when they're shooting at each other in the subway, they're doing it, like That's the, cool. The, that whole common 10-minute thing is amazing. You're just a stunt guy. <laughs> I'm a weed you're guy. To, you're like, oh, you just want, you want the roller coaster to go higher each time <laughs> you're on one. It's like, oh, 20 feet higher this time. <laughs> the Andean Reds and Watanay Award for what happened the next day. So I was just like, what What happens to Ethan like a week after this? Like, do they have a wrap-up kind of a let's talk about oh, how, like a how it went? Yeah. And then it's like, Ethan, what are you going to do? I think I'm going to go do a tour of all the Major League Baseball parks. <laughs> <laughs> 30 city tour over the next yeah. two months. The Cubs I haven't been in the Field in a of while. Dreams game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the CIA once again just fired me for some reason, so I have a lot of time on my hands. I, I want to see Oakland before they shut that down, yeah. and I'm just going to go through... Um, you know, what do you think happens with uh, Eric and Julia the next day? You think Eric oh, brings that up at dinner? Eric's done. So th this guy, Dr. Rob, what was up with him? Why don't you go fuck your CIA agent? <laughs> Why don't you go save the world with him? You whore. Yeah, he definitely snaps yeah. two days later. He has two glasses of wine and they break up. <laughs> There's no question. Never told me about Ethan. Yeah. You, you neglected to mention him on your Bumble account. Yeah, did she... <laughs> We we assume she never said anything about Ethan to him, right? No, because no. it's not Ethan. It's Dr. Rob Thorne. Yeah, she's never like, oh, by the way, my my husband used to be in the IMF. What a great way to lie about your past if you date like some secret agent. Yeah. She'd be like, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, true. She was like, yeah. fate of the world is on the West Bentley's like, that fucking close talker? You married to him? What the hell? Craig, what piece of memorabilia would you want from this movie? You know, there's not a lot of options in this movie there's not yeah, a lot one of, of the plutoniums yeah the plutonium ball the detonator detonator would be kind of cool i like the car the the bmw m5 would be cool be yeah. like because that those are like special souped up cars and be like what's that car from yeah you ever seen a little movie called mission impossible fallout can i have the the helmet camera red weapon halo, camera that the weighed? halo yeah give me that cavill's mustache hair yeah I, I would go for cavill's mustache you don't have anything you'd want? I want the copy of the Odyssey that the guy brings him in the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Mm. The self-destruction. Oh, that's a box. good one. Yeah. When he's like, I good am one, the Good one, Yeah. That is good. How about Cruz's shattered ankle? <laughs> the fucking bone Shard fragment. We should have that in the Natural History Museum. <laughs> like, it's like a caveman bone. <laughs> Why did they think Cruz could make that jump? Uh, well, he's not supposed to make it. He's supposed to hit the side of the building. So his mistake was he put his he just planted foot it up. So what's the the idea is that there's like padding underneath of that to to catch him if he falls? He's uh he's strapped into two wires. At that oh, he like is wired in that yes, one. Okay. So do you think Cruz that jump like haunts him that he couldn't pull it off? No, because I think he got the shot. Like it's like the 2011 finals for LeBron. He like would have thought down. that if they didn't get the shot, but because he stood up on his own and limped off screen, I think he thought. This is that that's the greatest thing I've ever but done. But deep down he missed the shot. He missed the jump. No, but he's not supposed to make the he's, jump. Yeah, he's supposed to like just grab on by the edge. But deep of the down you think he's like Paul Newman probably would have made that. I gotta work harder. <laughs> Isn't <it's laughs> like, I saw the verdict. There's no way Paul Newman's <laughs> making any jumps. I think he's the same age in this as Paul Newman is in the verdict. I think they're it's both like if I had spent two that's more minutes in my hyperbaric yeah. chamber. Oh, that that's crazy. Unreal. What's the uh coach Finstock award for best life lesson for you guys? I struggled. <laughs> struggled with this one to find one. What's the what's the line from the manifesto? The great with great suffering, suffering brings great peace. Yeah, I guess that's it. My life lesson has to do with Wes Bentley. 
this random guy comes back and it's super mysterious and he's yeah. got some fake job and there's plutonium and helicopters and my wife clearly knows way more what's going on than she let on, I'd have some questions. <laughs> That's a life lesson? <laughs> yeah, my life lesson is at, stay some, vigilant. Point, at some point, stay yeah. vigilant, read the tea leaves. Yeah. Oh, he's here on vacation. I'm actually here on work. The second that happened, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, what? what? <laughs> Uh, who won the movie? Cruz. Yeah, Cruz. Yeah. Is this Christopher McQuarrie's Apex Mountain? I mean, I, the usual this, th I think this and Top Gun Maverick and this run that he's on. So this would suggest yes, I guess. The usual usual Suspects. But he didn't he direct Top Gun Maverick. After that. No, he wrote it though. Did we do Usual Suspects? We did, right? We did. Yeah. Two of us. We've done almost 270 movies at this point. I can't even remember I, the For ones. a second, I thought we had already done Fallout. I actually did too. You've only done the first mission in this now, right? Yeah. And we'll do three. Yeah. At some point, we'll do Rogue Nation. I have some issues with Rogue Nation. Three's good just to talk about Hoffman and to talk about like Cruz being like, I want to go toe to toe with somebody. Rogue, Na Rogue Nation's like a stunt and a half short for me. Yeah. Rogue Nation's the one that basically it's a lot it's of dark. It's like just dark underwater. Like, yeah. I don't think it's nearly as fun. When in doubt, go outside. Just get me outside. Get me get me in locations. So I I think we've talked about this a couple of times. I'd have to I don't have a list in front of me, but where do you do you think that this is up there as best action movie of the century? Wow. I think it's it's definitely in the like the seven or eight movie conversation. It's, I don't it, think it's in the top pure three. Action? I still as you know, I love Fast Five. And Wick. Wick two. I think this is in there. In terms of pure action, it's the most impressive stunts I think ever done by a human being in a movie. With the raid ones or the the two raid movies are like with the no with the lack of CGI, I think is what makes it special. And we we probably didn't we could have even made a bigger deal of that at the top. The right, fact I that guess the pure it's not stunts. leaning on the fake shit, and they're so committed to the authenticity. I think is really admirable, and I think that's the number one reason people love these movies. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think it's up there. It's Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I think. Born Ultimatum. Yeah. This is Fast Five has to be in there. Wick two. I think the first taken is is in there. Cause it was so it was such like a cool movie and it was like a little movie, but at the same time. Um I put Dark Knight in there. That's, I was gonna that's say, a pretty good one. Does that count? I I to me that's a comic book movie. Yeah, but the all the all the the car chase stuff there is practical. Like a lot of it is practical. Dark Knight is in a different conversation of best movies of the century. I almost think it's like a level higher than whatever conversation that is. Don't you think? And that's like one of the best sure. five movies of the century. But I think that truck flipping over and yeah. some of the stuff is yeah, like right. action sequences, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, this was produced by Craig, who also hosted. Chris Ryan. Thanks for having Good me. Good to see you. This is our last episode of 2022. So thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the suggestions. We get some suggestions. Thanks to Charlotte Rampling. Thanks to Charlotte Rampling, CRs. <laughs> you guys are engaged now. Congratulations. Um, thanks to Craig. Thanks to Isaiah, who stepped in every once in a while. And we will see you on, uh, on the Rewatchables in 2023.